Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Contra Radio Network, Preparedness Radio, with your host, John Jeffers. And good evening, John Jeffers here at the Contra Radio Network. Welcome to the show that I wanted to... Uh, Sorry, we're running a little late tonight. At the very last second, like at 7.59 and 30 seconds, everything went to hell. It's like, oh. So I just said, okay, fine. We'll just get a late start, and we'll do it at 8.30. We'll be done in an hour. So I reloaded everything, and so here we are. Okay. What did I want to tell you guys? Oh, yeah. What I wanted to tell you is this. Oh, if you want to call in tonight, it would be great. Uh, our number is 516-453-9389. 516-453-9389. Okay. And we're also on the live uh, video feed and um, Facebook group page for Contra Radio Network. So what I was going to tell you is this. I finally figured out a name for my show. You know, Contra Radio Network is, you know, it's the all-encompassing, you know, Entity, so to speak. So, hey, Shane and Rob, they're all on there. Welcome, guys. Thanks. They're on the video Facebook check. Um, so, the name of my show is this, because I asked you guys this about a month ago, and you guys let me down. But that's okay. It's not a big deal. So, I'm just going to call this this portion of the Contrary Network, my show, The Jeffers Brief. That's what it's called. The Jeffers Brief. It's my show, and I'll be brief with it. <laughs> hey, Gabriel, welcome, buddy. He's in. All right. Uh, you know, last week I told you about uh, a couple shows we're looking at. We've got Rob A. coming in. He's going to be doing a show on homesteading. That's going to be the, the gist of his show. And we're still working on some things. He's still getting the equipment together. So it's coming. For you homesteaders out there, it's coming. A show just for you homesteaders. And for those of us that want to consider what homesteading is, I mean, after all, homesteading is really just being self-sufficient on your own land. All right. And then I talked to you about some other ones. Uh, another show, I told you I grabbed a young man out of uh, theology school. He's going to be doing a show for those that wish to do like a uh, church service. You, so let's face let's be honest about it, can we? We're Christians. Some of us are. You don't have to be. But it's good. I'm telling you that now. But the thing of it is this. Sometimes we just don't want to go to church. And some of the things that we don't always recognize, especially with the pastors, and pastors don't take this the wrong way, it's kind of like this. You know the guy that got the promotion who's really 
not that bright to begin with, but for some reason they chose him to, you know, because he does his job really well, so they give him a promotion. So he moves up the ladder, and what happens? Well, it turns out he's not that good in his new position. So what happens is this. He will never go any further than where he is now, and he will never go back to where he was, which is really he was really good. So the analogy is this. When you're in church and you're getting some good teaching, you're getting some good scripture work, you're getting some good teaching, you're getting into the Word, it's really good. But there comes a point when, you know, and this, and the, you know, new people come in the church and the pastor notices it. He doesn't really realize, you know, or doesn't know the extent of their uh, Christian walk, so to speak. So what does he do? He goes back feeding the baby food. So there comes a point where you will never progress beyond the baby food for Christians. What this show is going to do, the show that I'm going to put on, that my young friend is going to put on here, we're going to get into the really technical aspects of God's Word. I don't know about you. I mean, let's face it. As Christians, we know about Jesus' saving grace. We know that. We don't need to be told that over and over again. We get it. We've done that. We understand it. But the pastor, seeing new people come in, what does he do? Well, he goes back and starts spooning out, you know, the pablum. It's like, oh, God. You know. Uh, so with this new show, it's not going to be just your run-of-the-mill you know, I didn't make it, I didn't want to go to church today, so I'll just listen to it on, you know, CRN. No, 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 no. This is going to be a goal. We're going to go further with this. And it was his idea. Because I've been thinking about it. I didn't make my, my thoughts known to him. And so what he says, he says, I want to get into the technical aspects. I said, I want to get down to the bare bones on it. I want to know the background. What's going on when we, we read scriptures? When we see the scenarios being, being, you know, when we read these scenarios being played out and God's hand moving and we see how man interacts with them, yes, we get the scripture, but let's get some of the background. Let's get some of the <clears throat> technical aspects. Tell me what's going on. I want to know more what's going on. You know, that's kind of where I'm at with this. All right. Rob says his equipment has arrived. That's excellent. But, anyways, so those are the two shows that are coming up. Now, I told you we've got some other things in play. Well, this is some of, well, some of the other things. Um, I've bought two domains, and we're going to be putting together a CRN website. And I, I, and I, I will let you know, this probably won't be done until sometime. Uh, the, la- the website will be ready to launch fairly soon. But what I want to do is this. I want to build an app that you can download to your uh, mobile devices. And the reason is this. Many of you listen to the podcast going to and from work. So if you want to listen, you got to go, you know, you got to go through the web browser. I want to create an app so you don't have to do that. Just hit your app and you can listen to the show. That's the idea. That probably won't come out after the first of the year, but we are working on it now, planning on it. Uh, Some other things that I want you to know. You know, we're going to be moving. I'm not, let me, let me, no, no, let me change that. We're going to be expanding. 
expanding CRN to a different platform. We're still going to keep Blog Talk Radio, and the reason is this. There's no other platform out there that gives me a dedicated uh, caller, you know, studio call-in line. Others say, well, you can use Skype. Well, not everybody has Skype. Now, do they? But everybody has a cell phone, and everybody can call 516-453-9389 and get right in on the show. So we're not going to get rid of Blog Talk. We'll still use Blog Talk for the original live broadcast. What we are going to do is we're going to, what I want to do is expand it to a, uh, another platform where we will upload the show. But in addition to that, I want you to be able to listen to some music as well. And no, I can't stand rap. I can't stand it. First of all, it's just disrespectful to every human being on the planet. You know, between you know what they say about women is ridiculous. Don't like it. Um, you know, and it's just in, you know encouraging the violence is beyond belief. So I don't support it, and it won't be on my radio station. But I'll let you know when we start getting start moving that way. Again, that'll be that'll be sometime after the first of the year. Another thing, and I've talked about this since I first started this radio show, and that is this: um, Dawn and I have found a uh, new supplier, a different T-shirt supplier, where I don't need to have a minimum order. If it works out the way I think it's going to work out, and what I want to do is this. We'll put the stuff up there. You go to the store. You order what you want, and they ship it to you. No minimums. No craziness like that. Again, that's become sometime around the first thing. I'd, I'd like to get in before then, but if, if it happens, it will probably happen probably early next month if it works out the way I want. I'm not going to get caught up in this trap again. I'm just not going to do it. All right. So now you know where I'm at, where I'm taking CRN, what my vision is. Oh, and so I'm talking about expanding the platform. So that way, when you're able to go and you want to do something, you want to listen to music or whatnot, you can. And we will upload the show after it's recorded. We will upload it to the new platform. You can listen to that, and afterwards you can listen to music or whatever, or leave or whatever it is you want to do. But that's the idea. That's where I'm going with that. I'm trying to turn this into a real radio station where we can play some music. Because right now, the licensing for uh, the music is unbelievable. We're talking the federal government wants $500 right off the bat. And then you have licensing for ASCAP and another license for BMI. And if you go to the websites and try to find out how much the license is, oh, yeah, contact us <laughs> right here because that's, that's telling you right now what kind of money we're talking in. That's what my CRN just doesn't have, but I may have a way around it. Okay, so we're there. Okay, okay, okay. Let's get to the show now because I know you've all been there. All right. Um, tonight, uh, before we get started on the main story, I want to talk to you something that maybe we don't always realize as preppers, and that is this. Um, I found this. This is a great little thing. Um, where did I find it? Oh, yeah, the organic prepper. Excellent stuff, by the way. I really like his stuff. Uh, and the title of this is, In Just Five Days Without Trucks, Chaos Would Erupt in America. Think about it, guys. Think about it. Um, 
Have you ever thought about how fast things could go sideways in America? Of course we have. That's why we're preppers. So what if we went five days without trucks moving supplies across the country? You don't believe me? Ask Brandon. Brandon's a longtime listener here at CRN. He used to call in from all over the country, especially the western United States and western Canada, from his truck. He could tell you about this. So have you considered just one thing? Could change the world as we know it. Just one thing. So let's, you know, I want you to think about for a moment what would happen if trucks stopped running. The trucking industry is the lifeblood of this country. And it would only take five days without trucks for all hell to break loose. Think about it, people. So only five days with only one component, one component of our economy missing. We could be without medication, food, gasoline, sanitation. We would be unable to travel great distances easily as airports would close. So think about this, would you? (laughs) No toilet paper, no laundry detergent, no fresh fruits and vegetables, no fresh milk, no garbage trucks picking up waste and no way to get to the dump. The banks would close. No parts would be available for things that need repair. We couldn't refill prescription medications. No gasoline would be available. Panic would erupt. It's that easy for all hell to break loose. Five days without the regular delivery of supplies and our country would devolve into chaos. And if it was longer than five days without trucks, the initial panic would be a G-rated movie compared to what would come next. You know, we live in a just-in-time society. More retail stores no longer stock up on food, but have the just-in-time ordering system that relies on regular shipments. You know those goofy little UPC symbols? Not only does it scan the price, but it also puts in the, uh, the inventory what was been bought and has to be reordered to get automatically. So there's more to the UPC than what you realize. So just-in-time inventory, for those who don't know, refers to an inventory management method whereby the goal is to have inventory readily available to meet demand without having any excess quantities on hand. Now, with this approach, merchants can hold minimal stock supplies while ensuring stockouts don't happen during peak selling periods. Balancing the goals of avoiding stockouts while minimizing inventory costs is at the heart of the just-in-time inventory. So, if those shipments aren't coming in, then the shelves will be bare in very short order. People will see the store getting more empty, and this will compel them to do what? To buy everything they can get their greedy little hands on until there's truly nothing left, but we don't have to worry about it because we're preppers, and we have our stuff. That doesn't mean we won't go get a little bit more. <laughs> and people live in a just-in-time life also. Think about it. Hey, most, most folks grocery shop once a week, and some hit the store every couple of days. Aside from preppers and people who live by the pantry philosophy, many Americans couldn't get by for more than a week without a trip to the store. More folks no longer produce. They just consume. We call them liberals. (laughs) They'd be lost if they were forced to suddenly produce after a lifetime of consumerism. This is where homesteading comes in, folks. Now imagine if the stores were empty because of a transportation shutdown. What would those bi-weekly shoppers do? They'd be in really bad shape, that's what. And that is when desperation would kick in. You know, 
We see an uptick in crime as people who are desperate to feed their family commit acts they would never have imagined before. We see a surge in criminal behavior as others realize that there are first no responders, first responders to stop them. It would be the very definition of all hell breaking loose. That is true. It is. So, all right. Where are we? Oh, yes. Um, the vulnerability and dependency of many Americans is truly astonishing, and most of those people don't even realize they're at such great risk. Because most of them aren't preppers. Only 3% of the population is a prepper here in the United States. The rest of the time, they're thinking, well, the government will take care of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've seen that time and again how that works out. So you can't prepare for this. So think about it, all right? What are the things you personally buy each week? Maybe now is the time to build yourself a shelf-stable stockpile of important items like, say, milk and eggs. Maybe you need to focus on building your pantry before something happens to make that impossible. This one thing is the transportation industry, but that there are other one things that could cause utter destruction. The vulnerable power grid, a massive cyber attack that shut, that shut down banking. The list of one things could go on and on. Think about how susceptible you are to a shutdown in the industry and make an effort to change that. Start growing your food. Start stockpiling. Start producing instead of consuming to ensure yourself against this type of disaster. Just think about it. Five days without trucks. Now, there are some people who say, well, the railroads would pick it up. Well, maybe. But you still need the trucks to get it from the railroad depot to the distribution centers and from the distribution centers out to wherever they're going. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. There are no trucks. What are you going to do? Put it on a wagon train? I think not. All right, something to think about. Just want to throw it out there. Now, for others of you, you wacky people, you I love it. All right. That's right, Rob. It's, it's called homesteading. Homesteading. Say it. Repeat it. Know it. Learn it. Live it. Now, the age-old question that I have been dealing with, and even Terry, if he's listening, will tell you, we have been dealing with this age-old question. How do I find other preppers in my area? Well, we're going to try and answer that. The Prepper Journal has tried to answer this, and I want to share it because it's not bad. And I'm sure, because I think CRN has some pretty smart listeners. Got a few, we've got a couple of guys that live off the grid that listen to the show. More are going to start going off the grid. We've got more people becoming homesteaded instead of preppers. Being preppers, they want to be homesteaders. Why not? So the age-old question has always been, well, how do I find other preppers in my area? I want to start a prepper group in my area. How do I do it? How do I do it? Uh, I don't know. But we got an answer. Maybe. 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 If you believe that you are Rambo and plan to survive whatever the world throws at you with nothing more than a big survival knife, some weapons, you pull off unsuspecting sheriff deputies who are foolish enough to follow you, When you bug out into the woods, this isn't for you. (laughs) For a lot of the rest of us out here, there is an understood advantage to forming a large prepping group. You can see the value in a team of people who share the common goal of survival. And you realize 
the wisdom in pulling your resources with a group of individuals who are able to mutually benefit each other in a time of crisis. The only problem is how to find other preppers near you without possibly ruining any OPSEC you have tried to maintain or by looking desperate. Got to tell you guys, my OPSEC shot to hell. Anybody that listens to this show knows I'm a prepper. And for others that have decided to do the show have also decided to take the same risk. But we're also confident in our skills to keep our stuff and keep moving and to keep it for ourselves. So tactics, confidence in your abilities, that thing. Now, a reader named Mike sent the following question to the Prepper Journal. He says, I am from Truckee, California, and I'm trying to find other preppers in the Truckee area. The Truckee community seems like they are. They are all using social networks. I do not use to, uh, social networks. It's too easy to be tracked by the government. Any suggestions on how I can meet other preppers? Now, Mike mentions that he realizes that people in the prepping community are using social networks, but he, like a lot of others, doesn't feel comfortable using them himself. Don't blame him. But I think there are some ways that are modern communications options, and yes, social media too can be leveraged that would limit your exposure. Unless you do a, you know, internet radio show like me, fully exposed for the world and all to see. I am fully aware that the NSA is spying on every single digital piece of our lives. So if you aren't comfortable using social media, stay off it. Why would you want to meet others? Here's the question. Here we go. There is strength in numbers. So a large survival group is going to be able to do more. With more people, you have more ideas, more resources, more skills, more intuition, perspective, and wisdom. Of course, all those things could be negative, too, if personalities clash or if you and your mutual assistance group disagrees and you're on the losing side of a particular issue. If there are a true disaster, you could wind up in worse shape if your group turns on you. So this is one aspect of prepping that deserves a lot of careful research and contemplation. That is, you know, thinking it over real carefully. There are whole books devoted to forming the perfect survival group and how to conduct things like decision-making, who gets to make them, and the creation of rules. Mm -hmm. The governing body, types of social order, and that is beyond the scope of this post. However, any group can have good points and bad points, but I think generally accepted belief is that you would be better off in a group of your choosing now before any crisis than on your own after a crisis. The trick is to choose wisely, folks. Remember, two keywords. Voluntary compliance. So where would you start in the process of looking for a place to find other preppers? There are uh, some obvious ones and not so obvious ones, but I would think probably think that finding a responsible, mature survival group would not be as simple as, well, searching on a website. There are websites out there that seem devoted to matching you up with a prepper group. Sites like PrepperLink.com and ITS Tactical have forums devoted to helping you find a prepping buddy where you can usually search by location. Again, PrepperLink.com and ITS Tactical. The idea is that you go into your state, announce yourself as looking for a group, and then everyone will talk to you about the group. But I see a few problems with this approach. First, 
the ideal survival group would have to be on that forum you're looking through, want to talk to you, and on top of that, currently accepting other people. So it's really hit or miss. Never kiss on the first date. There are other websites like meetup.com, which I think are a little more promising. I've used meetup.com to find a prepping group near me and attended meetings. The group was not what I would call a mag, but they might grow into that over time. They have regular meetings and a good place to meet like-minded people. Every time they meet, there are topics around prepping, survival, or self-sufficiently covered. Again, that's meetup.com. But in a setting like this, you aren't really there to specifically join a survival group, but you are interested in what they are saying. So I'm sure that some of the people were actually involved together, but the meetings were much more informal. Anyone could join and was probably a way for them to vet members before they approached them. Actually, the meetup I attended could have had multiple separate groups, and I wouldn't have known. For me personally, and looking for a survival group, I am not so much looking for a group, but looking for people. Each person in the group is going to be someone you trust with your life and those of the lives of your family. If there is no trust, then why join anyone? This might be something that you need to build over time to the most logical choices out there, your friends and family. If you don't have friends who share the same beliefs as you, why are you hanging around them? In all my time as a prepper, I don't know that I could have been completely transparent with anyone about my motivations, fears, plans for prepping besides my wife. And actually, the audience of the Prepper Journal are probably more privy to my thoughts than even my wife. So in some ways, you are my mutual assistance group. You wouldn't be at my home if the grid went down, but I have learned so much from my readers and from other blogs in the prepping community. So this type of transparency that I discuss about myself and my plans is not what you want to bring on the table on your first meeting with others. True. I think most of them play, I mean, most of them, most of you play your prepping close to the vest, to which it turns out could work in your favor. I know that in specific instances, as the case a lot, I was able to share information about me that could be common to prepping, but it could fall into other categories. I don't wear I'm a prepper t-shirt into work or anything like that, but I have talked to coworkers on occasion, as we all have, as current events brought various topics to the front of the conversation. So if you have friends or acquaintances, you don't have to bring up the subject of prepping at all to get a, to get a feel generally of how they perceive the world. You could discuss the recent uh, Ebola news to gauge the level of preparedness to some people. You could talk to others about the stock market. Still others, you could simply talk about hunting or shooting sports, even gardening or canning, right, Ken? I think the easiest group to join is the one you are already in, but maybe those around you don't have any concept of a survival group. Maybe they're looking too. Do you have friends who share hobbies with you? Do you have family members that you talk to about news and your plans to, you know, in certain scenarios? This is where I would start because you have to build, you have a, you have a built-in level of comfort with them, even on the ba- most basic level. It is certainly better than walking into a room full of strangers or telling everyone on the forum that anyone can see what your plans are and where you are living. If you don't want to go down that road, I would make the following suggestions. Tonight's beverage of choice is filtered water. Very good. If you're using the internet, if you're using the internet, know that 
know what you type could potentially be seen, so I'd be as anonymous as possible. Therefore, use a VPN, virtual private networks. There's lots out there. Um, there's a handful that maybe I would use, but I'm just suggesting VPN. If you want to check out forums to see if there's anyone in your area that looks promising, sign up with a fake account. Make sure this fake account uses completely fictional information about yourself to include your name, birthday, and location. Write it down so you don't forget where your fake birthday is if they ask. Most just want an email and password. Get a new email address that does not have your name in it. Sure, Google or anyone else could find it, find out who you are, but if your email is fuzzyenable8141 at gmail.com, it is better than jeremiah.johnson at gmail.com. This will give you some anonymity from the people you are contacting, not the NSA. So don't offer up too much information. I would start generally asking questions, but non-invasive questions. You can see you're looking for a group and maybe you know what your skills are, the general location you live in, and see how the conversation progresses. If nobody responds, you don't have your details out there for anyone to read. Now, if you do make contact, it might make sense to take anything further offline as much as possible. You can trade emails, take your conversations off the forum. They're still electronic, but not out there for everyone to see. Um, I would never use Facebook to look for a survival group. Just forget that. I agree. You should use Facebook to watch CRN, to listen to CRN. That is a must. All right, trybeatup.com and search for proper groups or survival or self-reliant living, homesteading. Go to some meetings. Get to know people for a while to see if they have any affinity with anyone out there. You might, there might not be anybody out there that you're, you know, have any affinity with. You might be surprised. Oh, who is it now? Who is it now? Gary's in there. Rob's in there. All right. So much fun. All right. Take your time. And look at this like dating, sort of. Look, you want a great relationship to blossom here, not a one-night stand that you regret. Good things take time, and this is no exception. A survival group conveys a huge commitment and even a larger level of trust. So make sure you know why you are making the decisions you are and that the people you are making them with are sound. And I'm not trying to be funny here. But you got to make sure they're mentally stable. Try looking for friends first who share your same beliefs and values as opposed to a whole group. One diehard buddy is worth more than a dozen people you don't know. What do you think? You think those are good? Think those are good uh, ideas? A good way to start? A good way to look? I don't know. I just don't know. But for those of you that are obsessed, OPSEC and whatnot, that might, you know, those sounds like pretty safe bets on how to start. Because so many times, and I remember Terry saying, you know, how do I approach these guys? And my thing is, how well do you know them? You know, Terry says, yeah, I know these guys. I said, well, if you know them that well, put it on the table. Put it on the table. What's the worst that could happen? They're not going to be your friends anymore. Many of them probably thinking the same way you are. That's why you're friends. This whole idea of like, well, I need, you know, I need to 
have like-minded people around me. I hate that term, like-minded people. Like-minded. I got an idea. You know, you know who your friends are. You know your associates. You know, if you go to meetup.com and you run into, you know, some people there at the meeting, the first thing I would do, first meeting, sit back, listen. You would be surprised, you know, and I learned this late in my career. You need to practice your listening skills. More, most people, when you're talking to them, they're already formulated an answer or a point or whatever they want to add to the conversation. They're not listening. They're just waiting to talk. So what you do is exercise. Learn to listen. You'd be surprised the kind of things you hear if you're just listening and not talking. I'm serious. You really would. You'd be, you'd be crazy not to listen. So I guess what I wanted to tell you is this. Listen. You know, many people will tell you things without even realizing it. All you got to do is listen. That doesn't mean go to the meeting and don't say anything. Do what I do. When I go into a new uh, environment, I don't know anybody there. I say, hi, how you doing? You know, and then I just, you know, see who looks at you. Because I'm going to tell you something. You're the new guy walking in the room. People are measuring you up. They're looking at you. They're looking. And how can you tell? Watch their eyes. They're looking you up head to toe. They're formulating an idea, a preconceived notion, based upon their experience and your looks. They're judging you. They're making value decisions based upon how you carry yourself, how you walk, your bodily emotions. You're being judged the moment you walk in there. And that's the truth of the matter. We do it all the time. I do it. You do it. We all do it. Walking in the store, walking down the grocery aisle, and there's a do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Looking around, see people. You're looking on, you're making immediate judgments on these people for various reasons, various different reasons. And it doesn't matter what the reasons are, but you're being judged. You're being sized up. They're looking you over. They want to, they, they're looking at everything. Something that would give them a clue or a key, who you are, what you might be, what are you capable of, why are you here, that kind of thing. All right. Does it make sense? Yes. Okay. So there it is. It's out there. You want to opine? Give me a call. I'm at 516-453-9389. 516-453-9389. Tell me what you think. I'd like to hear from you. It's been... Last week it was freaking cold here in the northern tyranny state of Illinois. Last couple of days it's been up in the fifties and rainy, so all that mold and crap is in the air again. It wasn't for it, it only had a couple of really good frost and that was it. Nothing really cold and, and uh, consistent. So I'm here, I'm hacking away. Yes, I did the sinus wash. 
Love the cyanide wash. Gets all that crap out of there, but still doesn't get it all. Anyways. All right, we've got a call coming in. Area code 281, go ahead. Hey, how are you tonight? I'm here, man. Just, you know, talking about the, the age-old question. How do we find people that, in our area that, you know, form a proper group? What do you think? Yeah. Well, this is Cyber Patriot. How you been, brother? Hey, hey, hey. How are you? What are you? Well, you have... <laughs> you know, that's the situation too. You're trying to find the right kind of person, or whatever. Well, we have a uh, a Facebook group, a private group that we've made in our area, and mm-hmm. uh, to try and get to know people. And we have had some meetings where we've met people, and um, some of them were good, and some of them you knew right away weren't going to work out because you'll find out real quick who's serious and who's not serious. And uh, right. So we've kind of used that to try and figure out from an initial meeting who we might want to, outside that meeting, start talking to privately and and try Uh and work things out. And I actually have found some serious people that that, uh, I've done some things with. Um, We've traded and done some things. We've bought some things together, and uh, we're trying to help each other. And so it has worked, Um, but we also – happened to just happened to find my my basic uh bug out location and we were able to purchase it about two weeks ago and i'm actually nice. here now i came up here today so so we are in deep 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 way out in the middle of the way. <laughs> let me ask you so something. deep deep east texas way out in the middle of nowhere <laughs> god sales texas let me tell you something let me ask you something Am I right yeah. when somebody walks into your into the meeting, am I right that people are automatically sizing them up, looking, making judgments, all that kind of stuff? The way you walk, the way he dresses, the way he acts, what he says, what he doesn't say. Am I correct in that? Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, we've, had a, we've had several group meetings, and you can tell they're skin that are gung-ho because I got – 5'11 pants on and you know they might even be open carrying and then there are some people that are just some people bring their kids and and are just real laid back and you just have to kind of start talking to people and kind of find out where they are um, with things you know a lot of people don't want to give up what they do and what they have and obviously you don't ask those direct questions but I mean you know to me Time is short to me. I don't. I don't have time to dilly dally around with a bunch of people and do some kind of year long thing where I get to know you and your family right. over a full year. I mean, to me, time is short. And one of the problems was is that we didn't have a bug out location for the longest time. Some place we were going to go and we were going to make our own, and we were having to depend. I wasn't even sure we were going to get one at all. And mm. uh, so basically, we had to depend, and we were actually looking for people that wanted to go in and do a group buy on some land or something and, and do a group thing. But then again, you're talking about, you know, the thing we ran into with that is we found some good solid people, but um, you know, then you turn around and you find out they got 50 family members that they're wanting to bring and that aren't preppers and they're not prepping for them. So to me, that's a problem. That is a very big problem. So it's but kind it's of a, a hit or miss problem. thing. Yeah. It's a real problem too. You're absolutely right. It's, it's um, yeah, you know, 
I think out of a group of, you know, when you're doing a, a group like that, we have a little over 100 members in our group and probably only 20 of us are core group members that are always in the group. Other people are just lurkers. They just sit there. They don't ever participate. And out of those 20 or so people, we've probably got, you know, 15 that have actually met. And out of those, there's probably, you know, five that have actually outside of that initial meeting done anything so um together or talked about doing anything together so right you know we've made we've made some group buys together and done some stuff with the people that i know are serious so you know you brought some really good points man i'm so glad you called i really am i think um you know, one of the hardest things is being a prepper is like, and you pointed it out, you got lurkers, people who aren't serious. You got those that, let's face it, and I've always said, you show up at my AO with just a bag of rice and a bag of, you know, or a case of baked beans, we're going to have some issues because you're not coming into the AO. You're not coming into the bug out location. Just keep on moving because you have screwed yourself. And the only reason you get a, the only way you can get around that is if I know you've only been prepping for two weeks, then you have an excuse. Right. Other than that, no. Right. And, and then other things and that, that you run into, yeah. or if, if you show these people, you know, where you're at or, you know, what you have or whatever. I mean, you know, even after knowing them for a while, if something changes on their end and then all of a sudden now they know where you're at, now they know what you have. And if they show up with 10 extra people, <laughs> you know, that's a problem for you. So it's it's a problem trying to find real people that are trustworthy. Like I'll give you a, for instance, you said, you know, what's one of the things you can do? Well, when the first time when we got out here, when I was buying this property, the next door neighbor just so happens the neighbor next door to me, I was buying the house from his daughter. So he still lives next door to me. He's been out here about 20 years. He knows everybody <laughs> and everything. And right. he brought me a whole list over of all these people. He's already taken me around and showed me other land, and, and he's building a gun range. He's got over 100 acres that he hunts. I mean, he's already kind of brought me into the fold on all that because I bought next to him. And I was, you know, he knows when I'm out here at my farm, I open carry because there's snakes out here. There's hogs. There's all kind of stuff. I'm always armed when I'm out here and he knows that he knows I'm pro second amendment. He knows that I'm good people and I'm trustworthy. I've talked to him, you know, mm-hmm. he, he just knows that. And it's good for me to get to know him because he knows everybody else. <laughs> so oh, no. I know. you I have to that. get into wherever you're going to be and you have to, before the crap hits the fan, you really need to get in and start knowing people because otherwise you're just going to be an outsider when it does hit the fan and they're not going to know you. Right. Okay, let me ask you this. How many people, uh, let me ask this. You said you have about 20 people in your core group. How many of those people in the core group uh, actually knew each other prior to, or how did they decide to form this core group? I mean, again, we're back to the same thing. How do you figure out who, who could be a prepper in your group and who you just stay away from because they're mentally unstable, they're off their meds, right. 
the world well, view is the, not yours. The group, I actually found the group on Facebook, and I know a lot of people are like, ah, Facebook, but I found the group, and um, I joined the group, and it just so mm-hmm. happens that the leader of the group at that time was a young young guy, and he was a brand-new ham radio operator, and I'm a ham radio operator. And so we kind of hit it off, and we talked a lot about ham, and then we met a lot of other people in the group talking about they wanted to learn communications, and it just kind of went from there. Well, the young kid, everybody started talking about preps. We started talking about, you know, medical stuff and canning and all this other stuff, and all he really wanted to do with the group, we found out, was ham radio stuff. And, well, this is supposed to be a prepping group. Well, he basically booted the rest of us out of the group. (laughs) And so we started our own group. We had a core (laughs) group of people that left that group, (laughs) and we started our own group. Oh, that's (laughs) – you know what? That's a fair – you know what? And it happens that way sometimes, folks. It just happens that way. Sometimes it falls in together. Sometimes it doesn't. But, you know, like I said, we have to be careful of, you know, again, you know, last week I talked about that goof that, was it last week? Yeah, I think it was either last week or the week before. Talked about that goof that said, I'm gonna, we're just going to, he had dues-paying members, and they were just going to go and steal all the other preppers' supplies. Mm-hmm. Those are the guys you want to stay away from. I mean, from what I understand, he ended up being arrested on a felony charge again. Big surprise, mm-hmm. imagine that. So it's there. It does happen, you, but you got to use your best judgment. And sometimes you, know, you do what you can do with it. You know, there's, you know, there's just no way around it. You know. Right. Uh, what are, and, what, are, what are the, you know? I I think something that frustrates a lot of people too is when you're dealing with groups like this. If you don't have a lot of money and you don't right. own land, and you know, a lot of people just don't have the best jobs in the world. I mean, they just they make ends meet like most of us do. And if you can't get your own land and your own place, it's really frustrating because if you're trying to prep and you know, let's say you're in a, an urban area or, you know, in a city or whatever, and you know you're not going to want to be there, you're trying right. to find people that already have land somewhere and you want to get in with them and show them that you're serious and try to make a pact where you can come over there and bring your stuff and do whatever. But it's very hard to to do that. I tried doing that for years years and years and years i tried finding that that combination and i never could find it and uh i just had luckily this place just kind of fell in my lap and i didn't let it go by and so now i don't have to worry about that but but um i've actually got a buddy of mine that's going to be coming out here that you know and he i've known him for a really long time so it's just um you know if you can't get your own place it's really tough it's it's hard to find people that have land and have all that stuff because then you have to try and go in as a group and you really don't know those people. Right. You know, and it's the same thing I've talked about before. People can come and go out of these groups. They usually do. Most proper groups usually fail. There's, it's not like the military where you can actually enforce something upon them to make them uh, perform and do and commit to do what they said they were going to do. It's all voluntary compliance. I mean, I mean, if the guy, what if you get a group going and the guy that, you know, happens to own the land says, I'm leaving the group and I don't want you guys coming on. Well, you're screwed. There's nothing you can right. do. What are you going to do? Take him to small claims court. Good luck. 
Right. That isn't going to happen. So it's yep. just it's the whole thing, you know, just be careful, you know, when you're in these groups. You know, listen. I've said before, if you practice listening, that's one thing I learned a long time ago. And then I realized I'm hearing people will give up more information if you just let them talk. Right. Because most people just want to talk. And they will give up information right and left. It's almost like being a gray man, but you've got a set of listening skills, uh, criteria that you're looking to be fulfilled. You can check it off in your mind. Check, 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 check. But like I said, right. if you're not listening, you'll never hear them. They'll talk. Most people are just waiting to talk. So, I mean, tell them, Cyber Patriot. Tell them I'm right. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> there you go. There you go. See? There you go. There it is. I've got validation Absolutely. in my life for one more day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Yeah, but it's a crazy world, man. Just got to. You mm-hmm. got to try and find your place in it and, and get serious and get prepared. I mean, and while we're talking about this, it's something that I've dealt with and everybody has probably dealt with that, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, and I know people that do this. I mean, if you're serious about prepping, you're going to make it a lifestyle and you're going to make it work. I mean, I know, I know a girl who's divorced. She has three oh. kids. She, she makes it on like, five or $600 a month. I mean, she doesn't even have a job. She's medically unable to work, but you know what? She's in our group and she preps the best that she can. She, you know what she does to help herself since she really, she does online reviews on Amazon and she's done so many reviews. She has all these people send her stuff to review and then she either gets to keep it or she gets it at a really discounted rate. I can't tell you how many water filters she has and knives and all these she went in and did all the prepper stuff and has all these people that make all this prepper stuff and they send it to her to review. She goes and writes reviews. It's something that she can do from home and she's right. always going and buying extra canned goods. I mean, she doesn't have a, you know, a place to go, but she's trying to make the best of it. And um, that's the thing. A lot of these people just don't do that. They talk about it, but they don't really live it. They don't really prep. They don't really do anything, and we actually have some people in the group like that. I mean, and you just, leave them in there, you let them stay in that? the group. You let them stay in well, the group. It's, it's a, they're not doing it's, jack. It's a Facebook group, so you know oh, I'm an uh, admin on there. But you know how you know how it gets on there when you start booting people out of the group. They get all upset, and uh, the whining never ends. Yes, the whining doesn't stop. But I mean, you know, I, I have a buddy that went with him went with this individual person to a, uh, a prepper convention just to try and get to know him and came back. And, you know, after a one day trip to that convention or whatever, he told me, he says, I learned all I need to know about him. I know he's not serious. <laughs> and you know so, what? That's valid. That's a valid assessment. Yeah. I, I mean, know what it, in this day and age, I mean, you don't have months and years to try and figure people out and whatever. You, you need to start making I mean, I'm real blunt. When I meet people, we do all the nicey-nice stuff and talk and, how you doing, this is me. I kind of give them a little bit of background to me. And then I just flat out ask them, where are you on your prepping? What do you believe in? I mean, what, uh, you know, what have you done? I mean, I'm not telling you to tell me where it's at or exactly everything you have, but give me an idea of what you've been doing and what you want to do and 
you know, what you expect out of other people. And I just ask real hard questions because I don't have time for anything else. You don't have time. And you have to assess these people's abilities and what they've been doing now. If, well, you know, if somebody comes up and asks you that question, don't be afraid to answer it. I mean, be smart with your answer. But, no, they're right. not trying to pry. They're trying to judge you whether or not they can get you and use you in their group. Now, granted, they're going to use you and you're going to use them. It's okay. That's the whole mutual part of it. So don't right. be afraid. You know, somebody, I'll tell you right now, somebody comes up, starts to ask you stuff, it might be Cyber Patriot. I suggest you answer. <laughs> and it's like, look, well, no, you know, it's just no best to be forward <laughs> and, well, you, know, you know, where everybody knows where everybody stands. That way you don't leave well, any gray areas at all. No gray areas. You know, and you never know. Look, not everybody expects you to have your own bunker. It's just not going to happen. Some right. people do, but they're not expecting it. They just want to know how long you've been prepping, you know, what are you prepared for? What exactly? How long can you last if the grid goes down? Four days, five days? You've been prepping for six years. What the hell you been doing? That's the right, question. Exactly. There's there's a guy in our group. He doesn't make a a whole whole lot of money. He has a a family, a wife, and a couple of kids. And I mean, he has a good decent job, but he, you know, he's just making ends meet. And he does ham radio stuff, and he preps and stuff. But I constantly see him doing different little projects and he'll post them like, Hey, what do you think of this for prepping? I did this project today. And he posts pictures of stuff that he's doing. This guy's actively doing stuff. He's and his wife doesn't believe in the whole prepping thing. So he's doing stuff kind of on the, on the fly, on the download sometimes, you know, and trying to convince her that it's not for prepping. It's for this, you know, and, and at least he's trying somebody like that. You know, I don't have a problem talking to somebody like that. That's, I've got no problem with that. Yeah. That's somebody that's being serious and is trying to do different things and look at different things. And even though his his wife not may, be, may not be on board, if the crap was to hit the fan, she'd probably be on board. And at least I'd know he has skills to do other things. You might, you might think that she'd be on board. He might say, oh, no, I don't think so, and leave her behind. <laughs> that could be, too. <laughs> People you know, are going to do is, what people are going to do. You know, and, and I got Rob here, and Rob's saying the same thing. He says, you know, finding a husband and wife team that's both on the same stage of prepping, that's unusual because generally it's one or the other. It's it's not both. Yeah. My wife when, when, I started, when I started years and years ago, my wife was not on board. She didn't any of that. And then right. as she saw what was going on in the world and she understood what it was about, she's 100% now. She does stuff when I'm not even doing stuff. You know, I, I got the uh, <laughs> on the video feed. I've got one of my listeners. He says, "My bunch is stopping at the armory on our way to Area 51 when the shit hits the fan." <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, we were talking uh, about the earlier. Uh, he's a truck driver too, and he—I I don't know how the hell he gets away with it, but he—he he he posts these pictures on Facebook when he's. Going down the road, stuff he sees. I'm thinking, he must have some kind of a setup in there. Where he's just, you know, and he's always on Facebook, and I get it. Probably it's a way to kill time when you're on the road. But mm-hmm. again, you know, truck driver. We were talking about that. Hey, man, no trucks, no supplies. It's pretty simple. Five days, five days with no trucks. 
Oh, yeah. You, you're going to wish you were oh, a homestead yeah. you were a prepper. Yeah, we have a truck driver in our group, and, you know, we talk about that all the time with him. He's he's all over the country, and, you know, nice. something else that we did, even when he was driving his truck, we used to do, um, with Skype, we used to do classes. It's like I put together a bunch of classes because nobody else would, <laughs> and we got our group together, you know, 10 or 15 of us would get on there, and I would do a video Skype deal where... I made a PowerPoint or whatever, and for about an hour, we would go through stuff, and I would present what I had put in a class, and then we'd have a question and answer session, and then, a, you know, people could brainstorm and talk about different things, and that way people learn stuff, and we could put stuff up on the screen. They could see it, and uh, so that worked really well, and even the guy out on the road in his truck, he just turned on his Skype and had it sitting in a in a cradle in a holder and you could see him driving and periodically he'd just look over there. He could listen to it and he could periodically look at the screen. Nice. So, you know, that's another way for your listeners. If you got people that you are talking to, you know, make some classes, get together on Skype and talk about some stuff. It's, it's a really good, uh, good way to do stuff because you can, you can use the whiteboard, you can put up pictures, you can do all kind of different stuff. You get a gold star tonight. That's an excellent idea. You get a gold Yeah, we've used Skype for a lot of classes. We did some medical classes. We did mm-hmm. uh we did all kind of stuff. We did um we did a Skype one time on on dead drops and hobo signs and all I mean all kind right. of stuff. Do uh, any kind of class you can think of on there. And just even you can get a group together if y'all can't get get together in person somewhere, everybody's sitting at home and can have a Skype ID and can take 30 minutes to Skype. Well, they love your idea. It's going crazy on the Facebook feed. People are, you know, the guys that are listening to it, they're loving it. They're awesome. loving it. That's good. Giving you thumbs yeah, up get out everything. there and do it. That's what I did. And then, you know, I kind of kind of stopped doing it because nobody else wanted to do classes. I was like, I'm not going to be the only one doing classes here. <laughs> no, you can't. First of all, you don't know everything. No one does. Right. No. Good idea. All right, my friend. I've got less than, a, i got about a minute left. Yeah, Thank go you. ahead and finish it out, buddy. Just wanted to call in and say hello, and uh, glad you do. Glad call to have in. all the listeners on, and yeah, good stuff, right, man. Good stuff. I appreciate it, brother. Thanks for checking in, man. Thanks for supporting me. I appreciate it. I you do. I you. do. No problem. All you guys all right. have a good time out there. Be safe, and, and send to John here. <laughs> yes. See again, a gold star moment. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Brilliant. All right, buddy. We'll see you later. Have a good one, okay? All right. Good night. All right. All right, my friens and listeners. I've got about 60 seconds here. So hope you enjoyed tonight's show. If you liked it, rate it. Feel free to share this episode. It's good stuff. We want to get it out there. And that's about it. So my proper and patriot friends, I say to you this. Pay attention. Be safe. Be alert. Be vigilant. I want to say thanks for everybody that checked in to the Lopbeard Galoot, Rob, and Gabriel, and Shane. Thanks again, guys. Really appreciate you guys checking in. Makes it a lot more fun and easy to do the show. Thanks for being patient. I appreciate it. We will see you. 
And don't forget Don's show on Friday night. I'm John Jeffers for the Contra Radio Network saying thank you for listening and good night. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.